are listening to the Therefore a Geek podcast, episode 66. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. And I am far beyond mutants, as mutants are beyond you. <laughs> it gets better every time. But really? Better? Well, that was Apocalypse from the Easier. 90s cartoon. Oh, remember that? I, I mean, I do remember that. I was going to say more grandiose, perhaps? <laughs> better is better is, a, is is kind of a loose relative term, you know. It's very subjective. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so today we are talking about X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse, yes. What age were these comics based on? Is this a 90s comic? Uh, I, Apocalypse originally showed up in the 80s in X-Factor okay. fac- X number 5 and 6. Given their obsession with Egypt, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Over Overall thoughts, what do you think? Dude, you start. I was kind of mixed feelings about this. I wasn't. I was highly underwhelmed by this movie. I didn't really find it awful. What were your I didn't, thoughts going in? Did I you know a lot about be, it? I knew. I knew relatively a little bit about it, like because I was basically familiar with the character and some of the storylines he was in, just by watching the trailers and listening to some of the reviews. I was prepared to go into a thorough fever dream, like just a disaster of a movie. And it wasn't a disaster. It wasn't something I walked out of angry the way I walked out of, like, Civil War angry. <laughs> I, walked, I walked out of this going, this was just kind of lame. I actually was kind of bored most of the film. And then, you know, there were parts that were bad. But I was mostly, I just have to say, mostly underwhelmed by, by this movie. What do you and think, there Andrew? Some what... God-awful Sorry. special effects in this, by the way. we got to talk about it later. There was some oh, yeah, no, no, we'll, get, we'll get to that. I, I, you know, underwhelmed, I think, is a good word. Uh, being a big X-Men fan, I, I had, I won't say high hopes for the movie, because I didn't have high hope hopes, but, you know, I, I always want the X-Men movies to do well, and, like, I walked out of the, watched the movie, I looked at Becky, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to think yet. Like, yeah. I didn't walk out going, oh, this was awful, like, because I, I still had fun, but I walked out and said, man, this, this was a flawed movie. Mm-hmm. For me... So the last two X-Men movies, uh, First Class and Days of Future Past, I loved. Hands down, almost almost absolutely no um, res- reservations whatsoever. I loved them. And last year, or I think maybe two years ago, when I first saw the, the clip saying the apocalypse was coming, I, I got all excited. And up until maybe the end of last year, I was really excited for this movie. And then... I felt as though it dropped off the face of the earth. It just, I didn't hear anything about it. You know, occasionally a trailer would come out and I'd go, oh yeah, that's right, that's coming out. But I didn't feel hyped for it like I did Captain America. It They really, I think, did a poor job of marketing it. And then it came out this week and I went in 
hoping for the best and sort of trying to ignore all the very bad reviews. And then, yes, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat where I was underwhelmed. There were lots of flaws. There were good things, too. And I, in the end, basically what I thought as I left was that movie was 45 minutes longer than it had to be. Yeah, or it should was have really long. Yeah. And, that, it, that... and, the, and the, it, I don't think that the action justified the length. No, it was also like really bad action. Too. Well, the action almost never justifies the length of a film. That's I guess just, that's I, I not meant a thing, story but... narrative. The 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 arc of the story didn't just. I didn't feel as though I was walking out and thought, "Wow, they needed that amount of time to tell that story." No, they didn't. Well, they know, absolutely. And my biggest complaint about the movie, going on that, is it lacked narrative cohesion. Mm-hmm. Like things uh, were just kind of it... things were just kind of happening. There was very little for as much exposition as there was. There was very little actual explanation. You know, why is Apocalypse doing what he's doing? Oh, that's what I forgot to compare. I actually had you know, a theory who, on who, that. Who, um, you know, his powers were very ill-defined. Like, they were just, mm-hmm. you know, the narrative itself was kind of hodgepodged. And it, it really felt that way. I mean, there were, there were plot holes I could drive an aircraft carrier through. Mm-hmm. And to be frank, from my perspective, the, the characters in the films, the X-Men characters in the movies, are just really dull. To me, they are not compelling, interesting characters that you care about or care what happens to. The they're, only they're two dimensional. The you only know, character I cared about was Magneto. That was it. The only guy well, in the entire film are, I found interesting. You have a very sort of homoerotic feeling towards Michael Fassbender, anyway. So. Everyone has homoerotic feelings towards <laughs> Michael Fassbender. I'm no, not the only one. No, no, no. I, I won't disagree with dude on this one. Actually, I, th- I think Magneto of the, the X Men First Class. The, the 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 singer films here of these films i think magneto is the most compelling character absolutely mcavoy mcavoy's charles cool. xavier is is lackluster most of the other he has characters moments. he mm. does have moments this movie not so much but in previous ones he has had some moments where i thought wow he nailed that right. you, you, I, you, I will agree with you not so much this this film i promise but you spent a lot of time crying but, in this movie <laughs> I know. So did Magneto, though. So here, but Magneto actually like lost cabin. shit. Like his family died. He at least yeah. had a reason to cry. Like Mac- I, Mac- Mac- McAvoy was just crying because he felt <laughs> like crying. I guess. I, I, don't I have a headache. Oh my god. I've never felt this. Trauma. I so the the cat. So let's jump right into the cabin scene. Okay. Um, this I thought this was so just. I know what it was intended to do. It was intended to raise the stakes for Magneto in this movie. Can we, can we back and, up, though? I, yeah, I'm go ahead. Sorry, Because I really do think we have to talk about the opening sequence first. I really think... Apoc- Running through time? No, Apocalypse built a pyramid that was designed to fall down. That's yeah, what got, yeah. The, the first scene of the movie, he has a, a pyramid... Designed to self-destruct. Had, yes, what, what, that anyone could knock out the pillars for. Are you joking? That's because we were, we had talked about this in the previous podcast. Like, if Apocalypse is really this badass, what's taking him so long? That was the thing they had to explain. And the way they explained it was he had a pyramid that basically a cartoon character could have knocked down by themselves. And they then apparently he's apparently did. Yeah, and they did. And then he's asleep for fifty five hundred years. Also, also, just what? I'd like to point out, you know, and you you and I can both, you know attest to this that block is not slide those blocks are not sliding that far no, fr- no. Fr- fr- friction is, cu- is is grinding those things to a halt after about 10 feet 
Yeah, that would have been so funny if they just stopped. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not good. Yeah, I just, all oh, that, that got me. And then it takes you 20 minutes to get back to Apocalypse, for crying me sake. I mean, oh. Okay, now I'm good. You can go back to the cabin. <laughs> that, just, that just needed to be pointed out how silly that whole and then okay wait and then what brings him back sunlight and then he's like freaking superman or something the sun goes back and he's like i'm back and then he just starts killing ah okay the cabin yes well we 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 can get back to that because i have a conversation i would like to have a conversation about why he chose the mutants that he chose but um oh yeah that yeah yeah yeah. That's a whole that's a whole thing we can go into. But the, so the cabin scene is super underwhelming and I have a big problem with child actors. There are a few of them that really do tug at your heartstrings and you go, "Wow, that's a, he really made me feel like he was a child in this movie." Not so this one. I mean, her lines were terrible. They were designed to get Magneto to or uh Eric to open up and and chat with stuff. I mean, this girl was like 8. Why was she talking in a baby voice why was why it the whole thing just didn't raise the stakes it was designed to do that and it didn't and then can we quickly talk about the physics behind a wooden arrow half knocked that suddenly flies out of the guy's hand and through two human beings and kills them both you know it's funny none of that actually bothered me that whole sequence here's what bothered me is is for the most part Fassbender has been on point as Magneto throughout the entire films. He's doing really well as this Polish laborer. Why you would pick communist Poland to hide in is beyond me, but fine. So he hi he's hiding in Poland, and his wife and children are dead. He kills everyone. And then why they gave him this line where he raises his fist in the air and goes, Is this what you want from me? Is this what you want me to become? That was so... It was very out of character. It was so I, laughably bad. I, don't, I wouldn't. Who say, was he talking to? God. Talking I'm God. assuming God, oh but because that was my problem is that it's never come up. It's never exactly. Is he religious? I mean, I know he's right. Jewish, but is he religious? We don't know. You know what? It kind of reminded me of if you go back and watch um, Fiddler on the Roof. Tevier has <laughs> conversations with God every now and again, right? He'll talk to him, but it's a, it's a well, recurring if it's theme. In character, right? It's yeah, a if it's in character, he, he talks to God. You never see. You never see. Him with the yarmulke on, he never prays, he never talks about the... He's not, he's never seen religious. So then when he starts shouting at the sky and really just bad lines that are out of place and Fassbender does his best to hold that scene together and you're just like, oh, that was... That's that was exactly, tough. that was exactly my problem was the dialogue was so terrible and yeah. he was the only one that sort of half pulled it off. And I mean, the man is a genius. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. if I he's struggling... To, I really, I, I liked the idea of that scene. Right? I like the idea that these happenstance circumstances cause great harm and great pain, and he takes them as design and goes about, that's a great idea. Execution was awful. I absolutely agree. So what did you guys think about the, uh, the choice of, of his four horsemen? <laughs> that looked like it was first come, first serve. He's like, you got yes! powers, you're mine. You got powers, yes! you're mine. Yes! And then it's like, halfway through the film, you're like, dude, the people he didn't pick kicked the shit out of them. They're way better. Like, the yes! exception was Magneto. Magneto, like, owned. And then he turned on him. Uh, right. What? I mean, come on. Yeah, it was just really, that was what it was. First come, first serve. Absolutely. So, yeah, was, so Angel was really kind of fan service because they wanted Archangel, who's right. going back to the, the original... 
run of the comics with with, with Apocalypse. That's Angel loses his wings and then Apocalypse gives him gives them back and he becomes Archangel. And that was he fine. doesn't I was just give okay them back. He also gave him yeah. A although, well, I mean, the kid who looked the kid who played Angel just looked retarded. Like it just the entire look was just like stupid. You mean like he had derp face, or he was just it was a bad character design? Both. Oh, okay. Couple, couple, couple times he, couple times he had he had derp face going on, <laughs> and then he also just he played the, the character was played badly. And Angel's the one of those. White thing was cool though. I I liked it. I thought him in the raw he looked pretty good. Once he got his metal wings, I thought he looked terrible. Okay, so the guy's name is um Ben Hardy is is the guy's name. He looks like a Ben. He really does. Yeah, just, what, I don't know. what about the cage cage scene though? I mean, that was kind of a uh, suddenly, hey, Kurt Kurt Wagner and Angel at the same time it introduced two characters, reintroduced one of them. Yeah, well, I mean, kind well, of introduced two because because Nightcrawler was in the first trilogy, right? And yeah. Angel appears in X Three Last Stand. Yeah, so yeah, they they just bring them back. They just you know. Except Angel in this case was a young man in X three, and now he's a young man again. So they just kind of yeah. right. and they completely changed his backstory. Yeah, well, but, there but, was no backstory. Yeah, there, no, yeah. The preview, there was in well, there he was cage fighting, blah 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 blah. He was clearly not the much maligned son of a businessman that he well, was. Okay, in, okay, in, fine, but the current X Men offered zero backstory for him. I, and I, that's actually one of the bigger complaints that like offered zero backstory for for Angel offered almost nothing, nothing for Psylocke yeah, God, if almost they nothing did though on... this movie was going to be six hours oh, no, I'm, not, look, look, I'm not disagreeing with you on that but like they've got all these characters that are just ill defined mm-hmm. you know and scale, some well placed introductions back. here and there would have, have changed that really well without adding too much I mean, time yeah part, part of me went you know, some of the, some, there's there's definitely a lot more fan service in this one. I think you're starting to see certain characters like Caliban was one that I was yeah. is one I always liked. What I, Calib- just while we're on the topic, Caliban uh, had no purpose being in this movie. No, but what I, while we're on the topic, before seeing this movie, I ran across an article on Yahoo front page. I think it was, and it was X Men Apocalypse's breakout star, and it was the the woman who played Jubilee. I think her name was like Jan Condor or Lana Condor. That was Lana, Condor. Lana Condor. She had. Exactly two lines in this film. So how is, is this a breakout star? So appara- exactly apparently, no, no, apparently she was really pissed because there was a much bigger scene at the mall that she was part of. They completely cut from the movie. Well, at least yeah, they, they proved they had editors in that case. Good God! <laughs> yeah, although they had bad editors. Uh, we, we'll come back Who's to this. I mean, there were certain cuts in that film. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Right. No. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I, like I, the, the missile launch. Like it was like. Apocalypse talking, two seconds of a missile. Apocalypse talking, four seconds of a missile. Like there were just these snap cuts that were just awful. Yeah, and, and it I was took like, me another two minutes after the missile situation before I realized what he was actually doing with them. Yeah, me it was, too. It was just sort of left in a blur, and they said, "Okay, they're shooting the missile straight up." And I thought, "What must what goes up must come down." <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I, I thought. Was, he I thought was this just was trying Terminator to blow 3. everything up. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, and I was like, yo, this is about to get hard. I was ready for it. I was <laughs> like, he's about to nuke everything. How are they getting out of this? And uh, apparently, apparently, my, oh. or apparently Apocalypse, who has all these amazing abilities, is still afraid of nukes. I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, that, that blew my mind. <laughs> right. That like, was, the dude I, can rearrange matter. Why is he afraid of fallout? I, I was, yeah, I was scratching my head a fair amount for that. 
since we're talking about his powers, can someone tell me? And, and there may be an explanation. And Andrew, you're the you're the comics guy on this podcast always, so I, I'm kind of looking to you for this. But how is he picking up so many powers just by transferring his consciousness from mutant to mutant? Isn't some of it that, like that's, body that's, based? That's a movie thing. That's a movie thing. Okay, because I was sitting there going, I mean, I get something like maybe um, if you wanted to get Xavier's and Jean Grey's and I mean, there are a few that are sort of psyche based, but there's a lot of body based super. So, I, so... Thought, I thought of it as a 401k rollover for superpowers. <laughs> Every time he transferred you transfer, go. he got he just got a new one. Interest. No, yeah. I uh, interest yields on superpowers. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> no. So if you actually look at the comics his power a lot of his he's had he's got a you know a fixed set of powers and a lot of them are actually not strictly mutant so to speak he got a lot of them through manipulations by the celestials like uh, he he, okay. he was he's considered like the first mutant namor is considered the first mutant because he was the first mutant in in marvel canon but in terms of actual like in in the marvel timeline like apocalypse is is the first mutant and um he's experimented on by the celestials which that is, makes so that, like that's why he yeah i understand why they couldn't fit it in here well so, so well sense. so like the, the 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 pyramid thing with the sunlight and the um like the the transfer the essence transference things i i, I suspect those are are supposed to be something like celestial technology, because we, we we've kind of just barely seen celestials in in Marvel films. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think I don't think Fox has the rights to those. Yeah, that stuff always gets murky when you talk about who's got rights to what. Yeah. Because because they mentioned the celestials in Guardians of the Galaxy twice. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the floating head and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Nowhere is Wait, it, nowhere is eventually... the severed head of a celestial, and then when they're when the collector is giving them the history of the power gem. You see the the giant figure that slams the the staff down on the planet, and the planet starts blowing up. That's also a celestial. Oh, okay. So wait, is Thanos a celestial? No, Thanos is a Titan. Right. Okay. Get your I knew shit that. together, Tracy. Goddamn. Right. Yeah, it gets murky after a while. And Sorry, um, I so... fucking didn't know that shit either. I was like, <laughs> I'm sitting here listening, like, oh really? I really? am so lost right now. You're not the only one. Is there? So. Is there any kind of a plan? So obviously there are a lot of issues. So Quicksilver is never named as Quicksilver. He's no. just Peter Maximoff. Also, I'd him. like to point out, like, he didn't fucking age in 10 years. No, I thought that was kind of funny. I can't tell if it's funny or dumb. Funny. He aged a little. I, I Yeah, I about, about two years question. worth in between the movies. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say that. Uh, but, it turns out so in two years, I allowed, also aged. Is he allowed to announce that he is... Well, I guess because he said he was... Mac, or he was Magneto's yeah, son. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why was... they pulled that particular punch. That that, that was definitely a, a script it editorial. So... Like, they've talked about it enough that obviously they could have done it if they wanted to. And the guy's standing there destroying the world, and you know that the one thing that's sort of his motivation for it is that he lost his whole family, and you know that you are his family. In fact, several people know you're his family, and you don't tell him, even though that's your whole purpose for being there, why? Did, did it was Peter... very strange. But did Quicksilver know that that was Magneto's motivation? We know that Mystique knew, but I don't know. Well, but Mystique also knew that he was her. He, he that Quicksilver was Magneto's son. Why not just say it? 
I mean, oh, she no, that's almost what I'm saying. did. Why, I don't know why Mystique didn't, but I, I, I kind of understand why, why Quicksilver didn't. Or say. even say, "Man, I don't want to break this for you," because you know you don't want to. You don't want to be. You don't want to take someone else's punchline. So, please, that's a dude, punch tell line? him right now. Well, not. I'm sorry, not punch. Uh, don't you want to steal someone's thunder? So maybe Mystique didn't want to do that, but tell him. Tell him now. Tell him now. I mean, seriously, anything. I did. I, I did. I did appreciate Mystique's, Mystique's response when when he when he said something. He's like, oh yeah, and he's kind of my dad. That was a pretty good response. Like Mystique's <laughs> just like, wait, what? <laughs> I did something. The, the acting in the movie really uh, like ebbs and flows. There are times where like Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence, who I do like, are on point, and then there are times. Uh, Oh, the guy who plays Quicksilver. I can't, I can't remember his name. I'm just going to only pull it's it up. Evan, Evan. Evan Peters. Evan Peters, yeah. I thought they were all pretty good. And then there are times where it, just, it all falls off. Like, I don't think Sophie Turner had a good outing as Jean Grey. Um, she was better than I thought, although for the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, it sounded like she had a cold. Yeah, it just, there's, and I didn't, I don't, I don't like Nicholas Holt as Beast. I just, I just don't like him. He was uh, better when he was actually blue. Beast is so useless. He doesn't ever do hey. anything. He's just, hey. He never does. He's so Beast useless. Beast is my favorite. He doesn't do anything. I, he, I don't get it. He's smart. It, he's better when he's, His you know, plane got on... blown up. He didn't have any that effect wasn't his, on this That wasn't his plane. That's the, thing. the only thing he was doing was like, I got medication that makes me not blue, and I'm building a plane. It blows up. All you do is get kicked around by Psylocke now. It's a what? He was it's so... not, that wasn't his plane though. That was yeah, the plane was. they stole from the bunker. Mm-mm. No. He said he was building it. He said it was part of his. No, project. The, 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 the plane, black the... the blackbird that blew up the the Xavier Institute. He said he was building. Yes. And then and then that havoc. And then up. yeah, and then Mystique called it a war plane. Yes. The plane okay. they the plane they showed up. At, in Cairo, in is a different plane. Okay, okay, that, that makes more sense. Plane. I, I, right. I miss that one. Striker's plane, which uh, all right. So I would like to point hey. out the whole Striker Weapon X thing completely and utterly fucking pointless. Totally. Why yes, in you. God's name was that in there? Uh, Here's what's funny: is they're in upstate New York and they take a helicopter ride to the Canadian Rockies. Yep. <laughs> like what the hell was that? Are you kidding? Like, like, as soon as they see that, I'm like, oh, good. We're going to Weapon X. Oh, yeah. great. When he came out of the airplane, I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, is that Stifler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that was I hate so that. I hate, I hate the actor, and I hate, like, I don't hate yes. the actor, like, just on principle, but, like, I hate him as that character, and I dislike the character. Yes. yes. I kind of like yes. the character because he's a massive douche. I liked um, Brian I that movie space that but, he, but he's a really it. bad, like, not like not like a good villain he's just a really shitty douche like he's like you know because as soon as something goes wrong he fucking runs his bitch ass out of there i know that's why i thought it was kind of cool smirking the entire time <laughs> I, I, I like that yep. i'm like look, this guy's a dick i love him the, the <laughs> other the, the other part of that is he goes i'll be right back <laughs> yeah no it's the best yes i was like all right you guys i'm gonna go get some help bye-bye that's what i thought was so the, cool it, like this guy's my favorite dude in the movie honestly like and i think you'll agree we could have completely done without Hugh Jackman and the 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 Jean Grey Wolverine thing. Oh, uh, completely. Oh my god. And I god. will say this: it, not only that, the whole action sequence was filmed so poorly. Yes. It wasn't. It, they did not even bother choreographing it. it. Was just like just 
just punch a bunch of people and go nuts and go nuts. it looks so uncoordinated yep. so unchoreographed so sloppy so he looked like he looked like a gamer guy that hadn't showered in a couple of weeks that was inter interrupted in the middle of a tournament with his headset still on yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was i was say at, le at least his look was the only part i appreciated about that right because it is the, a call yeah it is the call back to the comics for the weapon x the, now, what I if they wanted to have done something like that, what I think they could have done is just shown like the quick flashes on the security camera, and then just like dead great. bodies, and also cut out like twenty minutes of film, right? Which would have been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I was like, oh good, we're at Weapon X again. Okay. Oh, okay. Really All right, I'm gonna tune out for it, ten minutes. For me, it seemed as though it was a quick reminder, and by quick, I mean very long and arduous. <laughs> there was nothing reminder, quick about that scene, damn it. <laughs> that Wolverine is also exists in this universe, and we're going to see him in the next film. Like, Fox is going, hey, Wolverine, remember that guy you really like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, he's still here. He's here. Remember Stryker? That's another guy. We hate him. Remember, he's here, too. Don't forget this, because we've got another movie coming out in, like, oh, six God, months. Yeah. And it's going to be rated it's, R. And yeah. it's going to be rated R. Um, I will say this for a PG-13 movie, there was some gruesomeness in this that I appreciate. You know, as much as we were just I, bagging on the original on, on the opening scene, the the original four horsemen that were with him in ancient Egypt, they fucked some dudes up. Oh yeah, they owned people. They and, were like, and, "You are done." And people got squished. Oh yeah, squished like, and tied in knots. Yeah, I was like, but even oh yeah, that was nice. That was really and, cool. And, like, and torched. Yeah, it just every all kinds of like creative ways to kill a dude in this one. <laughs> creative and really unpleasant. Yeah, I mean, especially like the the, the final fight where I, this is the thing about this movie is I wound up just rooting for Apocalypse after a while because the X Men characters are so unlikable to me, and I just got so bored with them. I just wanted Poc Apocalypse to kill everyone, and I loved how. Like, each one takes them on one at a time, and he, like, he gets beat up, and he's like, oh, I got you. And he cracks Quicksilver's leg in the most gorgeous way possible. Because eventually, yeah. I hate that character. I hate him. He's not funny. I hated that scene where the whole, the, the school's blowing up, and he rescues everyone. Well, that was basically a repeat of the scene yeah. from the last yeah. movie. It was like, oh, was like come on. Here's we... that one scene we all liked from Days of Future Past. Let's do it again. Just make it dumber. Oh, Ch and God. Cha and change the music. I'm going to use the Arrhythmics now, because it's going to be funny. Because the 80s. And, oh. <laughs> God, I hated that part. But I, I, the final battle, eventually I was just like, I want Apocalypse to kill everybody. I just want him to win. It Explain to me how Psylocke's whip can cut two feet worth of fucking cinder blocks, but when it's or wrapped around Beast's neck... Yeah, when it's wrapped around Beast's neck, nothing happens. Come on. <laughs> yes. Well, and I mean, what? That's what I said, you know, the in, some of the inconsistencies. My favorite one, like, I was talking about plot holes you can drive aircraft carriers through. So Magneto is collecting all the metal from the entire fucking planet. All of it. Magnetism or something. Right. Or whatever. Sure, but... sure. Sure. Fuzzy science. They, yeah. they, they land a metal plane right next to him. Right. I thought that. I was like, how is this plane not being affected? Yep. They've got all their instrument panels. No, my favorite part is, how is Angel not affected? He's fucking made out of metal. He's, he has metal, yeah, metal wings. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That's great. But here's the problem. They've never been clear about Magneto, and I brought this up in Danger Future Past. Is Magneto's effect only on ferrous metals, or is yes. it all metal? Uh, right. And, they, and, th and, and they've never cleared that up. Yep. 
Because it's like, it's either all metal or just the metal. So they actually say in this one, it's just the magnetic ones. And That's it, and, helpful. Yeah, they say it in this one very briefly. When they're showing the, the earth and the magnetic field, he lists all the metals that are being affected. And in, but in okay, the previous that's... film, it's just everything. Every if Magneto comes near metal, he can manipulate it. So they're never clear about what his real power is. Is it magnetism or is it I can just te telekinetically manipulate metal? I don't know. Don't care. I was I... from to kill everybody. I appreciated the shapes. I I really liked the visuals of the magnetic fields. However, I'm confused as to why some of them were perpendicular to others. What? You pick out the weirdest shit in movies, you know that? What are you talking I, about? What? There was what? there would be an what? arc going right to left, or, or like east to west, and there would be another arc going north-south. If it's all being manipulated into a magnetic field, are, are there two? Why? It made no sense to me. Yeah, you're picking out weird stuff again. Yeah. Okay, I'll, gi I'll give you that one, because so long as we can pile on this movie, I'll take it. But <laughs> I would, I'm fine, fine. Well, well, I really want to talk about wanna... how bad those container ships looked please <sighs> tell me you spotted that when when he's affecting the planet and you and they look at the port and you've got the container ships and the cranes that looked like it was out of a saturday morning like cgi cartoon oh, like I, the flying I, containers and yeah yeah was... and the ships and the crane i turned to, i said out loud in the theater that looks awful like i i tried to be quiet in movies but i was like that looks so bad like what happened tell me you noticed um, that piece of crap I noticed I the did. flying containers. I wasn't paying attention too much to the container ships. Oh, the, all of it looked bad. It was just like, no, so, no, so, so, so my, my thought was, hey, look, they're, it was, was, was the same thing you had from Hulk from years back. Hey, look, they're destroying somewhere other than New York City. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Cairo got fucked up. <laughs> Sydney <laughs> Opera House got ripped apart. Yeah. I mean, they did kind of blow up New York, I thought, right? They, I mean, it was other, yeah. I mean, I mean, they started to. So like, yeah, but, did. like, at least other places got, got, got fucked up, too. Yeah. But I just, like, he's like, yep, Cairo. Mm. This this one this one's deserved a couple hits. Fucked it up in Transformers. We're gonna do it one more time in this movie. Oh, I forgot about Transformers. So, talking about Jean Grey again. First of all, it did take her about ten solid minutes longer than it should have for her to enter the scene as a badass. She's not um, and badass. I was I was excited her. for it. I I like her. I do I do. I'm sorry. I'm 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 gonna root for her. And I didn't. I mean I think I didn't hate Sophie Turner's uh, depiction. I I didn't. It it wasn't the I, I, I can never pronounce her name, but the girl that played Jean Grey in the first three, no, I, um, I loved her. And I always I thought, did. And I thought her Jean Grey was terrible. Like, uh, so, well. so, so, so Sophie Turner's is, is okay. Right. I, was, I was a little disappointed but, that, we, that we had to go, all right, we're going to go Phoenix in order to beat this. Like, yeah, but that, that was my next thing. Again. Is, no, are we it, going it is back fanservice. to the Phoenix saga again? Because, yes. I mean, as soon as she well, started they, descending. They fucked it up so bad the last time. Yeah, no, they they are going to probably bring that back because, so this, Days of Future Past split the timelines. Right. Yeah. So the the original singer X-Men, plus, you know, X-Men 3 with, by Brett Ratner, is in one timeline. So when, and, and X First Class, it was in that same timeline. But Days of yeah. Future Past split it. So now yeah. we're following the Days of Future Past timeline. Right. So the, yes. Days of Future Past... In, in the movies, uh, is the is, is the cap the on is, is the cap on the, on the on the original singer ones. So now we're gonna go the other direction with Days of Future Past X Men, so we can still do Phoenix again. 
I mean, they, you know, so they, they dicked up Dark, Dark Phoenix so bad the last time. I just, yeah. it didn't, A, it didn't feel like... Oh, yeah, it's Femke Jansen. That's her name, Jansen. Yeah. Femke Jansen. Uh, and it feels like, just like, you know, we barely that's got any Jean Grey, and then, all right, here's Phoenix, because that's all Jean Grey really does. That's the point, is she's just the big trump card. It's like, oh, we can't but beat, if has... we all try to beat this person, we can't. Jean Grey, boom, one shot, over. Well, she is a level five mutant, I don't guess she but still, um, I don't know. It th That moment for me sort of threw me back out of it because I was all excited when she jumped in and was just like wreaking havoc, no pun intended. And then it was Phoenix again. And I went, oh, really? I mean, I wanted to see some actual Jean Grey before she went all dark. Well, she didn't um, go dark Phoenix. She went well, true. Yeah. Right. She went, but I mean, she, they went to Phoenix, but I think they just, they jumped there really quick. Um, to the surprise of no one. No, not. not <laughs> I mean, I was kind of hoping, but uh, well, yeah, what, like about twenty minutes before it happened, I'm like, oh, all right, Phoenix is coming. Yeah, I think I think everyone kind of felt that. Also, I want to say how happy I was. They only gave Olivia Munn like three lines in this movie because I can't stand <laughs> her. I cannot stand her, and she, she only got pretty hot though. Oh, no, and no, that brings didn't. me to a point where I, I was going to say I do. This is the comic fangirl in me. I do appreciate that while the marvel movies are kind of going more modern bodysuit style outfits x-men are kind of sticking with a much more comic book looking thing like oh, they they all look the classic little... looks yeah yeah the... cyclops's look at the end was was was, was a nice a nice bit of i mean fan server but it was nice yeah magneto the... looked really cool i thought psylocke's outfit was cool Psylocke's mm -hmm. outfit, everyone else gets armor but Psylocke. Like, full armor but Psylocke, that was dumb. No, well, no, that's my point, is that it's very comic booky. It's it's It doesn't matter whether she has... Well, I, I realize it doesn't matter, but, like, it also didn't fit, like, everyone else. Like, all the other horsemen got, like, full armor, and she doesn't. That's fair no. point. <laughs> I still like she doesn't, that. that's why she just has to deal with it. Uh, I, I thought that was kind of <laughs> dumb. Also, also, and this is just, this is a, again, this is the fanboy in me. I was a little disappointed that the the different the hor the horsemen were not were they didn't have defined roles. Yeah, he didn't rely on them at all. Well, it's not even he didn't rely on them at all. It's you know they weren't like always in the comics. They're always this one is the you know this is famine. This one's plague. This one's uh, death. Well, this one's oh, war, war. Right, the four of them were never differentiated as such. It was just these are his four followers. Yeah, and I wanted Apocalypse to be a badass, and he wasn't. Well, that was so, the thing that got me. So, listening to now it's Jay and Miles explaining the X Men. I think they put it really well in terms of the, the idea that Apocalypse is a great kind of conceptual background, big bad guy pulling the strings villain. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to actual no shit, like we're gonna fight, we're gonna we're gonna fight Apocalypse it doesn't really work out because either he's supposed to be so powerful they shouldn't be able to take him out ever. Right. Or they have to, or he's, you know, or he starts off like that and then they have to, like, insta-nerf insta him. Right. Or they come up him... with something really bizarre that allows yeah. you to... Yeah. They've, they've, yeah, they've, they've got to do some kind of t plot twist that doesn't work right. or he's got to get nerfed and it's just like, come on. Yeah, and that's true. I mean... His makeup I... was... Yeah, I, and I didn't like his look, and I like Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse a no, lot. I, I think he actually did a very good job with what he had. I just don't think 
yeah, I just yeah, I felt. Really and, and I think that goes back to what I was saying, where it's a it's a it lacks narrative cohesion, mm-hmm. where like there were a lot of threads out there, and had they had like half of them, they could have tied them together reasonably well, mm-hmm. and and given us a decent decently tight story. But there was just so much out there, so many characters, so much going on that it was just mm-hmm. like there was no possible way they they could have brought everything back together. No, and I, I, Tracy had brought up, like, what was Apocalypse's, um, motivation, like, why he was trying to do everything he was doing. Uh, so I actually spent a, because Donnell asked me the same question after the movie, and I had to give it some thought. So uh, this is when we kind of dip into the philosophy of the film. All right, and stand, I don't think so, stand by for conspiracy theories. No, I don't think this is, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is probably not what the writers intended to do, but, um, Adam Smith, the philosopher Adam Smith, had this conception called the Man of System. And the man of system was someone who had the idea of an ideal society and he would set the pieces like a chessboard down and that was his ideal society. That He was the man of system. He would set the system. But, as Smith points out, human nature is such that it, people will follow their own wants, desires, and needs and they will go about doing their own thing and immediately mess up the system. So what I thought Apocalypse was was Adam Smith's man of system he was basically resetting the world to his system that's what i thought his motivation was that he had the ideal society in his head and the power to literally set the system and that's that's what he was doing all right that's actually really interesting and he says it he says it at one point um i think he says it to magneto at in in auschwitz he says uh you know when when humanity got out of hand i called the herd yes and that, that, to me, sounds exactly like what Adam Smith described of the man of... Now, Adam Smith wasn't saying this was a good thing. Smith was saying this was a bad thing. Right, no, no, no. But right, that's but what it, he was describing. Right, it's, a, con- and, and it's I, a concept. Yeah, and I forgot which one of the two books it's in. I think it's in Theory of Moral Sentiment. It might be in the, the massive tome that is The Wealth of Nations, but it's in one of those two. And if you punch it into YouTube, you'll find someone explaining the man of system. We'll see if we can find something to put in the, in the show notes. I do appreciate that they were able to create a character who wanted to reset the world, who wanted to eliminate the dross, if you will, mm-hmm. but also didn't draw, draw direct parallels to either Soviet Russia or, more likely, Nazi Germany. No, I mean, I not, am, both of those are equally evil in my mind. They're equally evil, but I just feel as though those tropes have been done way too much. But what, what, yeah. Oh, this what, guy no, I just disagree. wants to kill people. Gotta be Nazis. No, no, hold on. I gotta disagree with that. I, I think the trope of Nazi Germany has been overdone. I firmly believe that we have never given the Soviet Union their good comeuppance in pop culture. That That's just me. I actually like the illusions. I think X-Men does this better than I think any other Marvel Universe thing, is X-Men will actually draw directly from history. And, and make it relevant, and I did appreciate, if, if for a very little bit, you know, a small amount of time, they're, they're you know, showing his tattoos, his number yes. from the concentration camp, and making him sing Jewish songs. I, but again, it was just Magneto. That was the only one. Right. And someone was telling me, Andrew, maybe you might be able to clear this up, that since Disney has bought... Marvel Studios, and I know X-Men is owned by a separate studio, that Marvel Comics, that the X-Men, they've kind of nerfed the, the, the allegories to real life, that they've kind of nerfed the 
racial and political tensions of the, of the books and the X-Men movies. Have you heard anything like that? I haven't heard any, anything specifically like that. You know, at least in the comics, it's always been a very imperfect mm-hmm. allegory. Compa- allegory. Yeah. yeah, especially, especially you know, a lot of people want to compare Magneto and, Char- and Professor X to Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Right. And, and they, have for, they have for years. That works on the surface. When you start digging a little deeper, it, it, it falls apart pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can already just come up with a few off the top of my right. head. Right. So, I mean, those have always kind of been there. I think, I don't think it has anything to do with Disney. Okay. I think there has been kind of a, a move away from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think more that just has to do with the choices of stories they're trying to tell. Right. Where they've been doing the political and the, the racial thing so often, especially in, in X-Men Mm-hmm. With like the mutants being a race, any right. minority, yeah, yeah. and, and kind of filling in for any minority group, I think it's been done a lot. And not, admittedly, they have come back to it a little bit. I mean, to be fair to X Men, that is kind of their thing. It is, it is kind of their thing. But I, I also think there's, there's more, and I think you'll agree, there's more stories they can tell than just that. Of course, of course. And I think after after telling it so many times, it's it's worth taking a break and then coming back to mm-hmm. it. And they've mm-hmm. come back to it a little bit with some of the, like right now, um, mutants all have, or not all, but a lot of mutants have been infected with a plague. Mm-hmm. Going back in comics just a little bit here, Black Bolt released a Terragenesis bomb. <laughs> so a bunch of, so basically, especially since, since Marvel doesn't own the rights to the X-Men movies, they're, they're filling in a fair amount of that with like Inhumans. Okay. You know, so, so maybe you so can clear this up. Let's say conceptually, Inhumans are similar, but right. the the Terragenesis, the the Terragen mists, now is now causing some kind of virulent plague in the ex, in the mutant community. Got it. Hmm. So, so their chromosomal differences are making them more susceptible to this. Uh, it's it's not it, that, that you're digging way too deep. It's it's, yes. it's 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 not it's not well defined as to what the what the problem is, but but. Because of that, it's perpendicular gene sequencing. That's what it is. There you go. <laughs> because the double helix is perpendicular. It's all bullshit. No. Because because of that, and like people who don't realize they're mutants are becoming sick. So those who are easily identifiable as mutants are are basically, you know, ostracized and and persecuted in society because they think the mutants are spreading this plague. When it's right. in fact, gotcha. it's mutants are the only ones who are having the plague. So there's been some of that lately, and I'm 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 like four or five months behind on comics now, just because of life. Yeah. Although hopefully flying to Phoenix here, um, I can catch up a little bit <laughs> and figure out what the fuck's going on. But yeah, so we're a little bit I'm a little bit behind on that stuff. So. So answer me this question, because you may or I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Right. When Disney bought Marvel Studios, they did not also buy Marvel Comics, did they? No. The, um, no, okay. no, they, no, 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 no. They own all of Marvel. They bought it all. all of Mar- oh, okay. they bought it all in one shot. Got it. Okay, that's what that was a dispute I had yesterday because I didn't know if it was just the films or the films and the comics. No, it is. It is the films and the comics. Okay, that's why Marvel is doing all the Star Wars stuff now, right? Because DC owns both of those. So as, as soon as Marvel owned, as soon as um, sorry, as soon as D- Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. At the time, the, all the Star Wars comics were being done by Dark Horse, Dark, right? And basically, they had Dark Horse had a contract up through a certain number of issues on 
on a current ongoing, and as soon as that was over, immediately Marvel started. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That that good. That clears it up because someone was explaining to me that some of what was in X Men has started to get nerfed. But okay. No. Good. So that that's all I had on that. We kind of got off on a tangent, but yeah. I, I needed that answered for me because we're driving crazy. Yeah. I, that's basically all I can say about this film. I really don't know what we can. What more the we final can say. few minutes were nice. There were, for me, overall, and I'll throw it back to you guys in a second for this, but for me, overall, it was a good story told badly with a lot of shortcuts. I mean, little things like Psylocke's false eyelashes. She had a half set on at one point, and they did a close-up <laughs> of her, and I went, come on, if, if, her, you know, if her makeup person called in sick that day, don't do any close shots on her face. Just don't. Um, Jennifer Lawrence's extensions in her hair looked horrific. I mean, god awful for the first half of the film. They they improved towards the end. I mean, just little things here and there where I just went, "Come on, that's just sloppy work, guys. Come on, come on." So that's that's kind of my thing. I like the story. They did a terrible. Well, you know, I mean, like I think, like I said earlier, I had fun watching the movie. I didn't hate it. Right. But it is a very flawed movie and I think that it suffers from I, I, mean, I, I think you're right attention to detail I think the editing was sloppy I think there were just there were yeah, there were massive plot holes too many characters you know it, it suffered like a lot of a lot of the X films do too many characters just too much going on not able to tie everything together yeah dude I mean I agree I think this is going to be very forgettable I mean, I appreciate uh, Tracy's attention to detail because she's just giving me more ammunition to crap on this film. <laughs> I would never have thought of Psylocke's eyelashes. Obviously, that's not the part of her I was looking at. But <laughs> I agree. Oh, again, for whatever reason, these X-Men movies don't seem to have the charm of the, the Disney Marvel films. That Those characters seem to be far more interesting and better written than these X-Men films. Because they, they just, they are... Other than, again, other than Magneto, they are remarkably uncompelling characters. Yeah, and know, I, I was actually thinking about part of that. If you look at like a lot of the, like like the, the credits for the Marvel films, mm -hmm. there's a lot of like comic book people involved. Mm -hmm. There seem to be very few comic book people involved in the Fox X Men series. Oh, maybe it's like Hollywood types. Yeah, I think it's mostly Hollywood. I think that that may have something to do with it. That could very well. And again, I think the story could have been good if they just focused it a little bit yeah. and stayed on point instead of bringing in a lot of random threads that tried to make it interesting. I like the, you know, allegories to history. I thought those were nice, but maybe they may have dwelled on them too long. Sure. And for whatever reason, I just started rooting for Apocalypse towards the end. I was like, please just kill everybody. I don't care about anymore. just want everyone to die. Start over. Start the whole series over. So, so essentially you agree with him. You what? are the man of systems. <laughs> yeah. No, I was after a while. I was like, yeah, just, just just go for it. Fine, start over, and then let people do their thing. But I again, I think movie overall, if I could just sum it up in just a couple sentences, the movie was underwhelming, poorly put together, and ultimately, it's forgettable. We're not gonna talk about this and the pantheon of comic book movies. Yeah. No. All right, so Tracy, what have you been into? So this week, I have been watching more X-Files. I am going to get through this series eventually. Um, I also have just realized yeah, what that... What season the are you on? Seven. All right, when you get to season nine, we'll talk again. 
<laughs> Probably. Yeah. Because from what I remember correctly, that's when it like really went off the rails. Well, when oh, Fox Mulder left, it goes it goes nuts. Right. I think I think he left. After oh, I didn't even eight. know he left. I yeah, think, Fox I think, thanks for spoiling I think that. Mul I think Mulder leaves after season eight. Oh lord. Yeah, oh, he's man. gone for like it, two seasons. He comes back at the very end, and it's like, what what are we watching? It's not he. Yeah, I I can already feel it. The narrative is is completely changing. I can feel it taking a hard left. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, we will we will talk again. I also discovered that the second season of How to Get Away with Murder is on Netflix. I, I cannot recommend that series to anyone. I, I just can't in good conscience tell you, go watch that. However, it's very dramatic. It's it's a complete shit show. And so, therefore, I'm addicted. Plus, also, the same girl that played Jean Grey, whose name I can never pronounce, she's I'm in there, and she's a lesbian, and she's fantastic, and yeah. All right, now I'm sold. Right. Yeah. Dude? Uh, not much in the way in the comic book world. I've been really just focusing on on history. Really, I finally finished the Spartacus book. Nice. I took all my notes on it, and and have all, all all the notes. If you ever want to do an episode on that, I am ready because I've got all the notes straightened out. Nice. Very compelling. I now want to watch the TV show. This is Spartacus. I feel I like I feel like you're, it's just going to make you angry. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna get angry. Why? I don't know. Like it just like either hist either the historical inaccuracies. Or just, I feel like something about it will make you angry. I heard it's just a lot of blood and butt-ass naked women. And I think I'll be fine. That's what I heard the show is based So I should be fine. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, that, that, does, that does seem to fit, yeah, I fit your MO. Perfectly fine. And the other book, I just, I've been trying to finish the, the Heavy Metal. I got halfway through the, 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 the inaugural issue. 280 of, of Heavy yeah. Metal. Grand. Really cool. It's good stuff. It's really cool stuff. I'm glad to hear that. And I picked up. I got in the mail. You know how I've been a big fan. I've been talking about Osprey Publishing, the guys who do the military history stuff. Yeah, they had a collection. They did one on the Napoleonic Wars. It was four separate books. They put into one. So I got the collection together, and I've been reading that. And I'm early. I just finished part one, from 1805 to 1807, where Napoleon is. They start when Napoleon is crowned emperor, and they take you through the the Ulm campaign where he beats the crap out of the Austrians. Austerlitz, where he kicks the crap out of the Austrians and the Russians together. Then they take you to Jena, where he destroys the Prussians in the most embarrassing fashion you can imagine. I mean, it was bad. Nice. And then, where, then he just systematically dismantles the Russians in Poland. It was really something. And so I'm starting part two. It picks up in 1809. He has to go back to war with the Austrians. But it, the book is so well written. It's so concise. They kind of you know, give you just the facts, ma'am. But also, parts of the book are, they focus on certain characters of history. So they'll spend a couple pages on just, like, Marshall Lames, for example, and what he, why he was so important. And the illustrations and the pictures and the photographs, not the photographs, because that era didn't have photos, but, but the, the primary source sketches and photos and paintings from that era are all in there in beautiful color. I can't really recommend those books enough. The problem is they're so often out of print. Yeah. That you have to go on Amazon to dig them up. But, yeah. man, I can't. And I picked up, because you know I'm a big fan of the board game Commanding Colors. I yes. got the final expansion for Commanding Colors Napoleonics. There were five of them total. Included, and then there was the original, the original box set. And then five expansions. And for whatever reason, the Russian expansion was elusive. And I ordered it the other day and picked that up. I haven't even put the stickers on the blocks yet. Nice. So I'm excited. And I got also Osprey apparently put out 
tabletop rules. You know, you and I were tabletop gamers. They put up tabletop rules for the Napoleonic series huh. of, of, of models on the same scale as Warhammer. Interesting. Or actually, if I remember correctly, you can do it from 5mm to 28mm if you wanted to. The rules adapted for scale. I picked it up just out of curiosity to see what they were. Yeah. I was like, let's just see what they say here. So obviously I'm obsessing about the Napoleonic era in history. That's really where my, my thing has been. Nice. Let's see. Uh, I have been... I started reading Peter Panzerfaust. Nice. What, what, how's that? It's interesting. That's uh, got by the same guy that wrote Rat Queens? Yeah. Chris, uh, Curtis, Curtis Weeby. Weeby. I think I actually think it's Weeb, but... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Because it's basically it's Peter Pan set during the the fall of France. Huh. During, uh, during the Second World War. And I'm not super familiar with, like, the actual story, like, the book of Peter Pan. So I'm curious to see how it, how it compares. So I'll have to do a little bit of reading for Peter Pan to kind of bounce back and forth. But I was so, going to say, so don't far, read so the actual as, book because it's very different. From no, 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 no. I, I realize that. That's why I want to say I need to read the actual book. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, at least the, 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 the comic is pretty enjoyable. What else? I was doing something else the other day. Oh, I've been trying to catch up on like the six to eight weeks of back superhero shows. I've I, I am um, I'm caught up on Flash now, which is Yay. still really really good. I need I'm about halfway caught up on Agents of Shield, which there was a there was an episode. Yeah, like the show the show still it's not like amazing. It's you know it's got some good episodes and some bad ones. But I just got to an episode that was actually like the end of it. You're like, wow, that's that's actually kind of compelling. I heard recently that that is not canon, though. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer canon. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it seems odd to have a current show that's not canon, though. It just seemed odd. Uh, I, I need to do some more research on that. Well, think about Smallville. Smallville just kind of oh, happened true. and then no point. one... Yeah, Good gone. Point. Yeah. I need to catch oh, by up. The way, I need to finish you... catching up on Supergirl and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow uh, is a surprisingly me. good show. Oh, okay. I will check that out for sure. Uh, remind me, are you watching Arrow? Uh, not really. I, I was catching okay. up on Netflix. Okay. And just some other things had come up, and I was trying to watch it while doing other things, and I just didn't. I, I didn't have the attention span to keep keep up with what was going on 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 screen and what I was doing. Because I heard that this week, I, I so I'm not I'm not current on Arrow. I quit after I think season three. Uh, but I had heard that this week something that happened in the current season that's airing on television made everyone so angry that the subreddit for Arrow renamed itself and rebranded itself as a Daredevil subreddit. That's how angry they were. <laughs> Completely switched from DC to Marvel. I, 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 also, I also heard that. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It's, it is it, true. It's, I checked. It, it's funny. However, at the same time, it's Reddit and it's the internet. So internet outrage and Reddit specifically I couldn't care less. The I think it's funnier than it was work. designed for outrage. I think they were. it was just like, ah, the final straw. And then it's kind of been a running joke. However, yeah, I, I did, just didn't know. I, I don't know what the twist was. I, I didn't no, hear that I'm, part. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm almost done with season three. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm behind on Arrow. Yeah, that's about it, though. Cool. All right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforegeek.com. Check out our blog posts and our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. 
And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and we are also posting it, uh, new episodes on YouTube. We're going to be famous. That's the goal. So once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. I'm Dude. And you've been listening to Therefore I Geek. <laughs>